Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode one of the Den of Weebs podcast. I'm your host, Bounty Hunter Palin, and today I'm with my co host. I'm going to let them introduce themselves right now. Hi, I'm Zerda. Uh, this is SoCal. Hi, I am Dragon Soul. Cool, cool. So I got a, a bunch of cool people with me today. On episode one, we're going to be discussing our favorite anime series of all time. All of us have different tastes and shows, so this will be a great discussion. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, I watch a lot of Shonen series, but this show is not really, like, my taste. But the show is called The Ancient Magnus Bride. And basically, the show uh, follows the main character, Chise. And she is known as a slave beggy in this universe. And what a slave beggy is, is a mage that can use magic and like, not just their bodies, but in their surrounding areas. Long story short, uh, Chise had a horrible life, as most series do, um, do, and she sold herself into slavery. And she was bought by a mage named Ainsworth. And the story follows Ainsworth as he's tr trying to train Chise in the art of magic. But he also wants to marry her at the end of the series. So for me, it was kind of weird at first watching this show because it's a fantasy romance. And also, Ainsworth looks like uh, the main character in Overlord. He has a face of bones. So it took me a while to get into the romance, but I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, the animation was beautiful. The music was beautiful. So I recommend a lot of people watch the show. So, uh, so uh, you mentioned uh, that she does end up like selling herself to this dude. How does it kind of uh, skirt around that being like a little bit creepy, like you touched on yourself? I would say it starts off really creepily. Like the way when he buys her, she's kind of nervous because she doesn't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know who this person is. Um, but once he brings her back to his home and she's introduced to other characters that live with him, that's when she's she um becomes more comfortable with Eisworth and he tells her that he's here to teach her how to use her magic because her magic is also killing her. Um he's here to teach her how to use her magic. Um but their relationship develops throughout the series. So I would admit it does kind of start off kind of sketchy, uh, but throughout the series you can see that their relationship is uh forming and it is a great relationship. Uh, so you'd say it's kind of like a less he bought her and more of a like he saw she was about to make a huge mistake and decided to kind of save her from that in a way. Um, I would say he wanted to save her, but also for kind of selfish reasons, because Ainsworth, he does live with a bunch of other people, but he does kind of feel alone and he wanted somebody to connect to. And he he found uh, Chise, and he thought that would be a good person that he could use, um, kind of selfishly. Um, but he's also a fae, so it's one of those kind of weird relationships. Uh, so what kind of other characters are there, like background characters and stuff? Like, um, does she meet anyone else, or you mentioned other people that they live with? Well. Uh, this universe, Chise is Japanese, but Ainsworth is from England. So this story is based in like modern day England with fantasy elements. So they meet 
uh, fae creatures, vampires, fairies, characters of that nature, um, mainly everything based off of old English uh, myths and stuff of that nature. Um, she has a, a dog character named Ruth that can shapeshift into a, a young man. So it's, it's a bunch of fantasy characters within this uh, show. And each episode, they tie in with each other, though it's episodic. So each episode, you meet new characters that reoccur throughout the show. Pretty cool. Um, so, I also had a question. You mentioned that her magic is killing her. And how how is it killing her necessarily? So in this universe, um, mages are rare. And they can only use magic within themselves. Um, what she say being a slave beggy, she can use magic from within herself, but also magic from the surrounding world. So using all of that magic at once, she is really powerful, but it slowly drains her life energy. So a lot of other slave beggies in this universe, they die real young. And that's why she was sold for a lot of money, because they knew that she was really rare. Uh, so, who would you say is your favorite character from this show, and why? Um, I would have to say Chise. I know she is the main character, but the development that she had from the beginning of the show, she kind of has a really tragic, like, backstory and development, and she was really shy at the beginning, really scared of everything, and didn't know how to you know, trust people, but the development from episode one to I think episode twenty four is just such a a great development. So I, I do love her character, especially when you get into a backstory. So she says she's favorite character. Is uh this show only one season? It's uh one season right now, but I, I doubt it's getting a second season because it's filmed by a uh, studio wit who made Attack on Titan and uh, Seraph of the End, and you know, they take a long time, or they might not even give a season two. Uh, so yeah, I doubt it's getting in season two. How long are they? They're 30 minute episodes, but the way they're filmed, you will feel like you're in a movie. It, it's, it's really great. I, I can't even describe how great the episodes are. It's really great. This is Erda, and uh, I'm going to talk about my favorite anime, Death Note. So the story of Death Note is basically a uh, Notebook appears in uh, real-world Japan that has the power to kill anybody whose full name is written in that book. Um, it is found by a uh, high school student who is currently studying for college, Light Yagami, and he doesn't believe in it at first. So he, uh, you know, as anybody would if they found this kind of notebook, assumes it's a prank and says, well, let's test it out and just prove it to myself. Uh, and he ends up uh, testing it out on a... Uh, abduction happening in front of him. And when the dude actually dies, he's kind of shocked. He's never killed anyone before. It's like, how would you feel if, even if it's a bad person, you just killed somebody? And he tries to rationalize it in his mind. And that's where the series really starts to take a turn, because in his rationalization and trying to come to terms with what he's done, he kind of breaks something inside himself and ends up uh, justifying the killing as a good thing to do and something that should be done more. And then the rest of the series is him basically becoming the world's most efficient and uh, 
prolific serial killer and killing basically every criminal in his attempt to uh, become the literal god of a new world. Uh, the show follows him and uh, a few detectives trying to figure out who he is, and it ends up being a really interesting game of cat and mouse. So, um, all I want to say is I've watched Death Note maybe around 18 times, and each time I eat it up because it's so good. So, in in your opinion, <laughs> should, should Death Note had ended in season one, or should they have continued to season two with, you know, uh, L's uh, successors and stuff like that? In my opinion, I think season two was, in fact, necessary. Um, I just wish that uh, some of the characters that appear in season two had been a little bit better written. Um, yeah. But I think story-wise, it was necessary to show that progression and what a world after uh, the events of the end of season one would look like and what uh, the goals of the main characters would shift to. But that was the first thing I thought about was season two because personally, I, I enjoyed season two. I enjoyed season two, but the L's partners or his uh, successors were just horrible in my opinion. And they should have been written way better. I do wish that... Um... The character, the the characters that came after L, weren't just L split in half. That's exactly who they were. Season two is actually where I kind of dropped off from Death Note. I mean, I pretty much know the full story and everything, so I'm like, okay, cool. But then it's like, I just got so like bored with his like successors. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it kind of felt uh, repetitive compared to, like, the first season. It's just like, okay, we're still doing cat and mouse, except L was split in half. Though I would agree that it was necessary um, to have the second season. Um, we needed to have, you know, Light's story end to some degree. Mm -hmm. Unless the, the story could have ended with Light being a god. I don't think that that would have been really satisfying. So it, it need we needed the season two. It's just the way it was executed just wasn't the best way it could have been handled. Um, I have a question. Uh, do you believe that this? Uh, do you believe this show is kind of displaying like a test of morality? It's like he's killing people, but they're all bad guys. But you know, it's like, how do you feel about the morality of it? Um, I've come to accept that in Death Note, um, nobody in the show, with the exception of one of the detectives, uh, the lovable idiot, is actually very moral. Uh, everybody has their own flaws and everybody is doing uh, certain things. I believe from the perspective of Light Yagami, he is doing the right thing. He believes he is a good person. And you have to take that into account. Uh, the intentions behind it but i do believe he is ultimately a very evil person and the show does a very good job of um allowing you to come to terms with that on your own without just outright saying that it's wrong uh and it does uh it does a good job also for uh, other characters like certain members of the detective team 
and showing how their own actions are not exactly moral themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But who would who would you say is your your favorite character though? Uh, I would say that uh, even accepting that he is an absolutely evil bastard, my favorite character is still Light Yagami. Just his character journey, his charisma on screen, and his inner monologues, just watching everything about him is so entertaining that it's hard not to love him and even sympathize with him and his goals, even knowing that uh, what he is doing is wrong and that his goals are not good. And I also think seeing that the degradation of those goals just makes him very interesting. And it's hard not to uh, have your favorite character be the, uh, you know, charismatic kind of uh, evil bastard, as you can see even sometimes with characters who get a lot less screen time in other shows. People always love the villain, and this is a villain you get to, like, see through the eyes of. Yeah, I would say like Light is a great main character, though when I first watched the show, I could not wrap my mind around some of his plans and like the schemes and the back and forth that he had with L. Like the the whole scene, I know everyone remembers this scene, the whole potato chip scene. Oh my god. That scene not only is it great on like just the comedic part of it, but in my mind watching it the first time, I'm like, how did he come up with this elaborate plan and it worked and every time light have a plan in this show i'm just like how did he come up with this so that's that was my favorite part just watching light and l scheme going back and forth was just just funny and crazy and it, it was just a great show like it's just so much so many things to say about this show yeah i i have to say uh continuing off of the back of what you said we have to give all of L's, uh, all of L and all of Light's credit to the author, who was the one who originally thought of every single one of these plans. All right, this is SoCal, and today I wanted to talk about one of my personal favorite animes. is uh, It's One Piece, pretty popular one, uh, like right now, and it's been a popular one forever. Um, uh, the best way to describe it is. Super-powered pirates. (laughs) The world-building is just so incredible in this story. Like, um, it obviously takes place in a world where pirates kind of, you know, run... Well, I don't want to say run the world, but, you know. So, it follows the story of Luffy, who is this kid who accidentally ate a cursed fruit, and that caused his body to turn to rubber. Trust me, it makes sense. So, it's following the story of Luffy and how he starts his pirate crew because his his whole thing is I want to be king of the pirate and I'm like go off I'm into that so he he gets a whole crew together and just the way that he meets everybody it's a very it's kind it's a very generic kind of like um not generic but it's very much like like a quest kind of story where it's like along the way they're meeting more people and they just kind of join in. And, but I mean, like the stories are just so like crazy out of this world, but they work, especially for the world that they're, that they're in. It just all, it just works. (laughs) (laughs) 
but um as for things that I as for like why I like this show I feel like everybody all of the main characters in the show are all very relatable just in different ways so when people ask me who's your favorite straw hat I'm like good question (laughs) because they're all just so interesting and so relatable in so many different ways and you really do feel a connection with each character no matter what like no matter where you come from in life you know um is there a scene in one piece that i would say got you hooked like what was the first scene this might be a hard question but what was the first scene in one piece that like actually like pulling your heartstrings he was like yep this is this is the show for me chin um I might have to say I would probably say probably around when they first met Usopp and like how he um how he was talking with Kaya and just cheering her up and stuff. I'm like, Aw, that's so sweet. Like he's making a friend. This is like really cool. And like I don't wanna say that was like ultimate hook lined sinker kind of thing, but that was kinda of something that made me feel like, Okay, all right, you know, this is yeah. nice. I dig this. And then the stories just got better and better from there. I mean, for me personally, there were there's so many scenes that I enjoyed, um, but it did take me around 200 episodes <laughs> to actually love the show. Um, but the scene that got me, which is a really basic scene, is the I want to live scene with Robin at a, what, what was it? Water seven or any's lobby, whichever arc oh. that was. I don't know why that scene touched me so hard, but I just felt bad for Robin. And we have Luffy and the gang just up there ready to, you know, go to war for this person they barely know. It was, it was just an amazing scene. Like, that's when I fell in love with Luffy as a captain and just the Straw Hats in general. That was that was my favorite scene. My first experience with One Piece was a long time ago. It was the four kids version. <laughs> I know. I know. It was a four kids version. I was really young and I didn't understand the show. In fact, it freaked me out and I didn't like it. Then high school me, the weeb I was, came around. (laughs) And uh, my friend who was in love with Zorro uh, (laughs) was like, oh my God, you have to watch this show so I can fangirl with you about it. (laughs) That was when there was about 400 episodes Summer just started, and I binge-watched the show. No sleeping except maybe a couple hours in between. No sleeping, binge-watched all 400 episodes straight, uh, admittedly skipping filler episodes, um, but I caught up, and I loved the show. I have to say my absolute favorite part would be whenever the fight scenes are about to start and Luffy comes in and then the music plays and you get chills and you're like, ooh, it's about to go down. Yeah, it's like when you hear that song, it's like, oh, it's on. Here we go. (laughs) Buckle up, boys. Do y'all have, like, a favorite fight in the show? one was my favorite fight i don't remember they're all so good (laughs) they were all really good um i think 
uh, one of the most, I mean, this wasn't really a fight, more so like kind of, this was more like at the end of Ennis Lobby after they, after they saved Robin and all that. But when she sees, uh, when she finally sees Spondin and she just like literally snaps him in half, I was like, oh, that's so satisfying because he was such a piece of shit. <laughs> What would you say uh, was your favorite story arc from One Piece? That's also a hard question because I love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, my absolute favorite story arc. Hmm. I really did like. Um, you know, I would probably have to say Water Seven and Ennis Lobby because I mean we get to we get to meet Frankie, who is like you know one of the greatest living creatures to grace this planet. Um, and I mean, Water's, it was Water 7, right? Yeah, Water 7, it's such a cool concept. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Venice, Italy, I think, yeah. And they have like the water elevators and they have like the little seahorses that you can ride around. I'm like, this is amazing. And, um, overall, like the story of, um, taking, uh, taking the train through the, uh, Aqua Laguna to go and save Robin again, like what, uh, like what pa uh, Palin said, like, this is somebody that they don't even really know. And last time they remembered, she was a bad guy, but now they're going out of their way to go and save this person and literally going through a storm just to go and help her. And that it's, it's such a, it, it was such a good, like, arc. It was incredible. All right. Um, I'm Dragon Soul, and I'm gonna be talking about my favorite anime. It's a cute little show called Chio's School Road. And it is literally a anime that is about a girl named Chio and her walk to school. It is never about her at home. It's never about her at school. It is, every episode is about her walking to school. And it is the funniest thing ever. So Chio is a high schooler, and she is a gamer. And she kind of sees the world. The, the show is very, uh, makes it seem like a normal anime but the way she behaves is if the uh, is as if she sees the world through her you know video game goggles almost like um, she'll take weird routes to school she'll climb on top of a building because she thinks she'll get extra experience or something you know <laughs> um, and her best friend is a terrible person. <laughs> uh, that's my best explanation for her. She is just a, a she is a traitor and a uh, a scoundrel. <laughs> um, and they get into a lot of trouble together, and it's all around just a really fun show to watch. It won't. Uh, it's not one of those deep shows with hidden meanings. It's just this fun show about a girl and all of the trouble she gets into just walking to school. Actually, sounds really funny. So, is this one of those shows that have uh, 
like 12 minute episodes, 15 minute episodes, or are they can like the full 30 minute episode long? Uh, uh, it is, yeah, it is one of those shows where the episodes are really short. Um, but that kind of just makes it all the sweeter. It's like popping candy. Like you watch one episode and you're like, oh man, that wasn't enough. I got to see another now. Yeah, because like I'm, uh, I have a hard time watching slice of life series. And so this is a slice of life, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say the 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 most appealing part of the show is just the the comedy of it or what would you say the most appealing part of the show is? Definitely the comedy of it. Like she gets into the weirdest situations. Um if you don't mind spoilers, I can give an example. Sure, give give me an example. Okay, so one of the uh first things that she will do uh, that we'll experience is she's just trying to pass this guy through a narrow alleyway that another guy is sitting down and he has his motorcycle next to him and he definitely looks like, you know, super sketch. Like, he looks like uh, he might be a gang member or something. And so she's trying to avoid looking at him. But another guy is passing through the alley and it's, like, too narrow so she ends up bumping his motor, uh, his motorcycle, and from there it just escalates like crazy. And she ends up knocking the dude out after knocking his bike over, sitting on it, and then she's like, "Oh God, what am I gonna do?" And she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna have to play it off like I would in my in my games." And she sits on the uh, <laughs> she sits on top of the motorcycle that was knocked over, crosses her leg, you know, raises her chin, and the scene just totally changes, and she's like, who do you think I am? You know, don't you mess with me. And he's like, what's your name? And she's like, bloody butterfly. <laughs> it is the funniest thing ever, and it actually comes up a bunch of other times in the show. I'm sorry, but you, you failed to mention one part of that scene that dragged it all together. Okay. And that is that she lit the alley behind her on fire before sitting down on top of his motorcycle to intimidate this dude. <laughs> she sure did. As one does. <laughs> she sounds like a character that's going to stress me out. <laughs> like, oh my god. It's amazing. I get, I get stressed out with characters like that. They stress me out. Like, what are you, what's going on? <laughs> um, or, like, uh, I kind of briefly touched on there's an episode where she, like, is trying to get to school, but her usual route's blocked off, so she climbs on top of someone's house. And you know how in Japan the houses are really close together? So she just <laughs> travels across the to get to school by running across the roofs. And it, it like a, a bunch of stuff happens, not just that, but like um, I, I can't even describe. Like a bunch of stuff happens while she's on the roof too, that <laughs> is just so ridiculous. Yeah, part, of that, part of that even like turns into Assassin's Creed, no way. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I highly recommend. I thoroughly enjoy that show 
I could watch it every day, and I am so sad that uh, there's probably not going to be any more coming out. <laughs> I'll give it a shot, but she's definitely going to stress me out, so I might end up dropping it, but I'll give it a shot. I'm going to look this up, too. It sounds great. Uh-huh. Seems like I won today. I'm the only one that actually was like here convincing people to watch something they never seen before. It's not fair. Everyone here loves One Piece, okay? Not my fault. And everyone's already seen Death Note, so Yeah. I, I, doubt, I doubt anybody wants to watch a show with a four thousand year old bone guy falling in love with a like an eighteen year old. It's it's kinda weird, but it's a good show. Tell well, One Piece has one Piece has an old bone guy who falls in love with literally anything with boobs. So about uh, Chio's School Road, um, would you say that this is a show where uh, it's kind of like some slice of life where things will happen and then it'll have no uh, effect on later episodes? Or do the gags kind of uh, keep spiraling further and further out of control? I'm trying to think. I don't think there's really any that you won't see comebacks of. Except maybe like a. No, I don't have an example. I can only think of things that do just keep showing up. Especially since the episodes are so short, it makes it uh, super easy for them to just do a bunch of callbacks. Who would you say uh, is your favorite character in the show? My favorite character, I have not mentioned. She is the embodiment of what I would be if I were a raging lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about her. She she is an athlete in the show, and she is a tall girl um, with, well, you could say she's well endowed in the chest region. (laughs) And she plays a contact sport. (laughs) And, uh, well, long story short, she teaches this sport to the main character and her friend. And it's amazing. You will have to watch if you want to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'd say, uh, just having also seen the show, um, I would put it up there in uh, greatest anime comedies of all time with uh, Konosuba and other shows of that genre that I don't want to uh, spend all day racking my mind for. That's a uh, big praise to put it with Konosuba. Oh, this show is amazing. Yeah, now I have to watch it. Well, that's all we have today, guys. You can follow us at the Den of Weebs podcast on Anchor. You can follow me personally at Bounty Hunter Palant on YouTube and also Bounty Hunter Palant on TikTok. This has been Zerda, and you can follow me on YouTube at ZerdaMTG and on Facebook at Zerda Media. So, Carol Brad Cosplay, uh, if you'd like to follow me on any of my personal accounts, you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at SoCalRadCosplay. This has been Dragon Soul. You can find me on Instagram at DragonSoul48 because apparently all the rest were taken.